The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everybody, and um, it's really exciting. I think this year's WrestleMania is, is uh, going to be great. A lot of long-term stories playing out that... Um, I, th- I think we'll play out in a big way. As always, there'll be some some great surprises and some shocks along the way. I think, but when you talk about WrestleMania week and what it's become, I think this year really showcases that. You take access and everything that access has over those days, the amount of people that see it and the and the fan engagement that takes place there, the performance center access that people will have. And then on top of that, the five events, and really six events, but five events, uh, starting with Hall of Fame to NXT TakeOver to WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown, all in Orlando, all sold out, an NXT TV taping that following Wednesday, over 130,000 um, tickets out in the marketplace for those events. I mean, it's, it's just a, an amazing week. I don't know of any other sport or entertainment company that can do anything like that. So it's, um, it's great. And, but before I get started to talk about all that, which I just sort of did, um, I would like to take a minute to uh, step back and um, mention the passing of Jan Ross and um, what a tragic, unfortunate thing, you know, Jim Ross, JR has uh, always been a part of the WWE family. um, And, there's nothing in your life that can prepare you for anything like this. Um, it's, it's tragic, uh, and I just don't know how to put into words how sorry we are. Everybody here is our thoughts and our prayers with Jr. His entire family. Um, you know, we all we all knew Jan very well, and um, our thoughts and prayers go out to them all. But. Um, it is another uh, another day that we move forward. And with that, WrestleMania week is coming up. Extremely excited about NXT TakeOver at the uh, Amway Center. It is sold out. It's going to be an incredible night. Uh, the return between Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura, which I feel is sort of lining up for, for what NXT will be on the other side of WrestleMania Will NXT be Bobby Roode's glorious WrestleMania and take that path, or will it go back to, you know, being the Shinsuke Nakamura strong style uh, that we've seen over the last year or so? Uh, For the women's championship, Asuka, who just, wow, I mean, she continues to evolve and get better. I just can't say enough about how dominant she is as a performer, and, and we knew it when we were bringing her in that she was a game changer, and she is. And then Ember Moon... Uh, finally, you know, I think took her a while to get her feet on the ground and hit her stride, but now she is, and um, and it's amazing. She's just an incredibly talented performer. I think this is uh, has every possibility of stealing the entire week, maybe. Um, tag team NXT Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Match: The Revival, Authors of Pain, 
DIY Gargano and Ciampa, um, that should be unbelievable. Uh, the the battles that DIY and Revival have had, you had the Authors of Pain in there who, when you consider the very short time that those two have been in the ring uh, from the time they started with us straight through to now, it's not a very long period of time. It is amazing what they have accomplished, and that should be a, a, a phenomenal match. I can't say how much I think that's going to be good. And then uh, Andrade Almas, who has really just in the last few weeks, last month or so, just kind of skyrocketed and uh, his comfort level and his just being the heel persona that he is has, has just really hit his stride uh, against the debuting Aleister Black, which uh, that should be phenomenal as well. So it's going to be an exciting night. I really look forward to it. I'm looking forward to once again, like last year, telling these guys the opportunity is there for them to really cement themselves, to put their names out there, to push that main roster, to have to deliver something more at WrestleMania, and I'm looking forward to them uh, showing the world that they can do it. So with that, um, you know, we can talk about anything WrestleMania week. Open for that. I'd uh, I'd also like to mention, too, that I'm I'm sure some of you are aware, but there are going to be a lot of – our UK tournament um, stars participating during WrestleMania week. They'll be over here. They'll be participating in Access, having matches at Access, and and along the way during the week. Uh, that's very exciting. And our 205 Live, our cruiserweights will be involved in that also at Access. And um, great opportunity for them to be seen by the world. So with that, we will open it up to questions. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If you do have a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. Please also make sure that to allow your signal to reach our equipment. And once again, that is a star 1 to be placed into the queue. We first move to Mike Johnson with pwinsider.com. There you go, Mike Johnson. How, 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 I'm shocked. Yeah, it's uh, wouldn't be WrestleMania season without Mike being number 1. Well, I appreciate that vote of confidence, I guess. Um, I wanted to ask you about something and follow up on something you said in the last call, which was that you weren't happy with where NXT was at at that point. And I assume you mean uh, from a creative standpoint where talents have been positioned and how what they mean to the brand in comparison to former periods of time where guys where names like Bailey and Finn Balor were kind of like the powerful stars that kind of powered the the brand through in terms of a touring entity. Uh, it's been a couple of months since we last spoke. How do you feel about the brand right now, and, and where do you think the strongest improvements have been, if there have been any? Well, let me just say first off, Mike, um, I'll, I'll never be happy with a product probably because I just never – That's I think that's the, the nature of what it is, right? You always want it to be better than it can be. You always want it to be more than it is at that time. Um, but that being said, I, I, I don't – I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm clear on that. The, the that unhappiness had nothing to do with talent. That unhappiness had to do with my end more. So um, with the creative, with our production, with, with all of it. And and there were reasons for all of it. We were, you know, NXT, the Performance Center, designed to create a lot of things. It's designed to create everything that we do, really, not just in-ring performers. And it did that, and it did it very well. And as those people were moved up uh, to take on different and and maybe bigger responsibilities within the company, it sort of strip mined 
NXT. So about the same time that we lost our a lot of our performers, you know, at, at the, the draft, we lost the entire women's division with the exception of Asuka. You know, um, we, um, you know, had to start over in many ways, but we also did that behind the scenes and we kind of had to start over. So when I say unhappy with the product, unhappy with where we had brought it to, there were a lot of things that as, as NXT came up and changed, some of the, the things that worked got adopted by main roster, the things that worked got moved up, um, and we had to reinvent ourselves. And I just didn't have the team uh, and the capabilities, the capabilities, but we just got caught. And um, I'm, I'm much happier where we are now, because not because it's where I want it to be, but because I'm, I'm on a path to get there. Uh, to me, there's nothing worse than saying I'm unhappy with this and I don't have the means or the the ability to fix it or I'm not on the way to fixing it. We're on the way to, to being where I, where I want it to be now to me. Um, and I think, I, you know, I would uh, look to everybody out there as to whether they think the, the NXT is, is getting better uh, over time in, in the last few weeks or months. Um, but I feel like it is. All right, and then um, you guys announced a lot of the UK talents, including talents from ICW and Progress, who are going to be working Access. Last year, you guys filmed TV for NXT at Access. Uh, what are the odds that this material, the, the matches taking place at Access, are going to be filmed for the much talked about UK centric television series for the network? So the, the one thing about Access is there's cameras everywhere, and they're always recording something. We're not going to be doing specific. Um, television tapings last year, if you remember, we did specific television tapings for um, NXT television. This this is, is going to be slightly different. This is not going to be uh, we'll we'll capture content obviously, but we're not going to be looking to make these episodes of any particular shows um, or anything else. We'll be making some announcements here in the next few days or week uh, about some of the matches that you're going to get to see and and. Uh, there's some pretty stellar matches on here and some and some really great talent that uh, access will be worth, I think, the price of admission for that alone. But uh, the TV aspect of it, we won't be recording like we are. The, the Wednesday following WrestleMania, a fairly busy week for everybody involved, but you know we'll do Raw and SmackDown in Orlando, and then we will go over to Full Sail on Wednesday and shoot uh, NXT TV again. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Guys, just a reminder, I have one question and one follow-up. I know everyone usually knows it, but I just have to say it. We next move to Jim Barcelona with the Miami Herald. Yeah, Paul, what have you thought of the development, the start of some of the younger talent you have, even maybe some that we haven't seen yet, and how things are progressing in that realm, um, especially someone like Patrick Clark? Well, I mean, it's funny that as soon as you said the younger talent, the development, my you know my brain goes to Patrick Clark. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 a really cool thing about what we have going on with the PC and developmental, and then you know NXT is the brand. NXT becoming more than what it was three years ago, it being its own global touring brand and its entity. Right, it has to have its share of experienced talent and then you're trying to blend that with talent coming up and give them that place to learn and work. Patrick Clark's a great example of that. Kid comes in with a with a ton of potential and um, just a sponge and he has picked it up and he's learning and he's rolling and you're going to see big things from him and it's just a matter of time on the other side of this 
um, you know, WrestleMania as we as we come out of this, that I think you're going to see him start to make a big impact on himself. The, the, you know, when you're picking talent that are that are kind of a blank slate and they don't have a ton of experience, and you're kind of taking them, and, and you know, he had a little bit, but I don't want to say he was ground zero, but it was, you know, it, it wasn't like he was a polished talent. Uh, you're bringing them in and you're kind of starting them and and um, sort of starting over and it takes a while. It's different for everybody, but I'm really happy with the system we have right now and how everybody is progressing. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier, AOP are prime examples of that. Two guys just coming from nothing to, to where they are right now. Um, when you look in the, in the, in the women's division and you see some of the younger talent, you know, you have the Ember, uh, the Ember Moons and the Paytons and Billy Kays, Nikki Crosses that have the experience, but then you have the Aaliyahs and the Daria Bernados and, and Liv Morgans. Mandy Rose will be one that will have uh, have a big impact. Uh, Macy Estrella, you see these people grow and become something more and they thrive in that environment. It's really impressive to see. And then once they, you know, it, it's, it's a series of challenges, right? They get on live events, you see how they do there. If they do well in the Florida events, then you move them up to maybe making a few trips on the road. You see how they handle that. Then you put them on TV and something dark and you see how they handle that. And then you turn the red light on and you start recording and you see how they handle that. And uh, it's just a process. Everything is a step, but they all make steps in the right direction, and it's um, it's impressive to see. And then lastly, with the success of the WWE Performance Center and how NXT has just evolved and grown, do you ever foresee maybe even branching out the Performance Center like an American top team does where you might have one in the U.K., you might have one in L.A. or Toronto in, in just key markets? Yeah, those are conversations that I've been having since the moment I started thinking about making the Performance Center, you know, having with a team here, having with myself of just how, what is the best way to execute that? You know, um, I look at the Performance Center as to where it started, and now we have right in the ballpark of 100 talent in the Performance Center. We're maxed, you know, uh, size-wise. I could, I'm, I've, I've outgrown a little bit where we are, and I'd love it to be more robust. There are some things, obviously, that going into this the first time, here's the way we're going to do it. But now you look back at it and go, mm, I would have done this differently. I would have changed that, right? So I want to perfect the system, but then it's how do you make it grow? And how do you make it as we're globally recruiting and, and going out there to these different markets? You know, I, uh, I've said it before, but we were just in China last year, and now we have 10, chi- uh, 10 it's, a, it's a tongue twister for me, always, 10 Chinese talent in the performance center training on a daily basis, um, you know, that's, it's huge, but it comes with a lot of things that when we very first started this, we didn't take into account with like, for example, how do you communicate with 10 Mandarin speaking Chinese talent on a daily regular basis for training? It, it, there's a lot of components that got added in, but as we begin to reach out more and more globally, and I think, um, you can see that happening, whether that's us being in the Philippines or Malaysia and, and doing tryouts and camps, or um, we're going to be at the end of April, uh, we're in Dubai for a big tryout. Uh, I mentioned China, you know, the, what we're doing in the UK with now getting on the ground and creating localized content there, which is the intent in the UK um, and something that we're working hard at, very hard at right now, of turning that, like I said at the beginning, the, the UK tournament into something more a weekly uh, show there. As we begin to do those steps, then 
there's probably a logical point where other satellite facilities maybe begin to make sense, but it's something we look at all the time. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Next question comes from Vincente Beltran with Mundo Deportivo. Hey, Vincente. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Uh, very well, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being with us today. Uh, I'm calling you from Spain, and I think the, the first question is obvious, considering the tremendous success of NXT all over the world and how WWE is growing in the Spanish market these last two, three years especially. Is there any chance we can have an NXT show in Spain uh, in the near future? I, I would I would love it. Um, you know, it's those are things that we look at um, logistically, how to accomplish a lot. And um, I think looking at cracking new markets and places that we can go, if, if you're a fan in Spain, feel free to voice your opinion, get on social media, let us know uh, you'd like to see us there. You know, it, it comes down to a lot of logistics, how to make it work and how to make it function with the rest of the tour and have it be, um, be the right thing for the WWE as a whole from a financial consideration standpoint, but it's something that we look at all the time. I love Spain. I'd love to take them there. Uh, many people think of this NXT takeover during the WrestleMania weekend as the NXT's WrestleMania. What are your thoughts on that? On that sorry, and uh, what makes this NXT takeover so special? I agree that, that you know, it's funny. They, they, people say that, oh, well, this is NXT TakeOver's WrestleMania. This is the second one at WrestleMania. Um, the year prior to that, it was just a live event that we kind of did last minute in San Jose. The growth has been extremely quick and impressive. Um, and, you know, this year in Orlando is, is kind of taking it a whole nother step. I think there's a lot of... Um, a lot of anticipation for the card, and I think it's great. And, I, you know, when I look at the upper end of that card, even just the three three or four matches that I mentioned, um, it has the potential to steal the weekend uh, or, or the week. It really does. Um, you know, Nakamura and Bobby Roode, I, I, I can't say enough about how special they are as talent. Same with Oscar and Ember Moon. I mean, all of them. And, um, you know, when you talk about it being the WrestleMania of NXT. It absolutely is. I know the talent see it that way. The whole world will be watching. More people now than ever before, by far, watch WrestleMania and all the surrounding activities around it. It's the fifth biggest sports franchise uh, by, you know, Forbes announced it as the fifth biggest sports franchise. Um, you know, that's following the Super Bowl and soccer. I mean, it's it's amazing. The Olympics. Um so when you talk about the WWE Network and the amount of people that will watch on the WWE Network, it's um, just an unbelievably amazing opportunity for these talent to make a name for themselves to the world, not just to NXT, not to WWE, to the world. Um, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Uh, thank you so much for your time once again. Thank you. Thank you. Next question comes from Dave Meltzer with the Wrestling Observer. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Dave, how's it going? It's going good, going good. So um, I guess my question is kind of like, a, I have two questions. The first one is, for the U.K. tapings that you're doing, and in theory, if you you know expand them into whether it's you know um, the Far East or Australia or, or you know similar type of satellite 
promotions, I guess is the way to if that's the way to put it. Are you looking at this as as network content, or is your goal to get uh, television distribution in those markets, and then you know use the you know that television to promote the you know the touring events in those markets? I mean, what's kind of like, or, or is that still an evolving process? It's still an evolving process, I, and I think it will be an evolving process as we go to each one of those individual markets. You know, depending on the size of the opportunity, depending on the partnerships there. Um, and depending on the, the the penetration of the network, you know how much broadband capability is in that market. All those things are factors, right? So we're we're really looking into it. Um, you know, it's I think it's just going to depend, and time will tell. And we're looking for the best avenue for all of it. But but it's an exciting time to me, and and it's exciting in that. You know, the, as the internet has expanded and the the world has become a, a smaller place and yet a bigger place, and you can go there with localized content and really captivate a local crowd that I think then wants to watch their local uh, homegrown talent, watch their journey from here to succeeding all the way along. And, and they can do that like they've never done it before. And, um, you know, for, I know for me, man, if I was uh, to put myself back to being a kid and man, that would be the ultimate to be able to see that, you know? And the other question that I had um, has to do with, and I'll just throw the name Kyle O'Reilly out because it's kind of like it's a representative of perhaps three to five other names. But what is the status as far as those guys and, and WWE, and is there a timeline or is there a nothing? Or, or you know, it's kind of like just because he's sort of in limbo, and, and where would that stand right now? Yeah, I, uh, to be honest, uh, without going and looking at, you know, I. <laughs> I have a lot of talent and their deals and everything else in my head um, without going and looking specifically at it. I, I couldn't say off the top of my head. Look, uh, again, I will look at all talent as exactly that, as talent. And no matter where they come from, what experience level they have, I just look at it as talent and potential. Kyle's an amazingly talented kid. I have no doubt that he will end up in the WWE at some point in time and um, and and show the whole world uh, the the what he's capable of. Um, I think it just comes down to, you know, where he's at and his availability and where we're at and our availability to work with him. And uh, hopefully those things, uh, those two worlds collide really soon because I'd love to have him as a talent. He's a very talented kid. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. We next move to Jan Murphy with Post Media. Hi, Paul. Thanks for your time today. Jan, how are you? Good, thanks. Uh, two, one NXT question for you and one WrestleMania question. Bobby Roode, you've alluded to him twice. Can you t- tell me what uh, he's brought to NXT? Has he lived up to the expectations, or did you have any to begin with? And how important has his uh, the experience he brought to NXT been in the last year during this big turnover? Uh, I think it's been very important. You know, everybody that comes in to WWE at this point is – is on a learning curve because we're doing since, you know, you go back to the attitude era and the things we were doing and people coming in, but then those opportunities slowed down and shut down. And even then, um, you know, having come from WCW and, and known people that were there, the level of production of what was happening and even in WCW at its peak to what WWE was doing at the time, there was a world of difference. Fast forward to that, you know, 15, 20 years and the level of what WWE is doing versus anybody else out there from a television production and a, and a, 
um, just how, how we create the shows is on a totally different level than anything. So anybody that comes in from anywhere, I don't care if they have 15 years experience, 18 years experience, uh, you know, five years experience, doesn't matter. They're on a learning curve. Bobby is a phenomenal talent. I've always seen that. I, I thought he was a great talent. Um, you know, back when when he was working, and I, I would see him in various places. You know, always impressed me. Um, and he, but he's he's learning to polish that now. He's learning to 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 do. He's learning to create television. He's learning to create moments, not just get in the ring. Um, but what, where that helps is his level of comfort, his level of not getting rattled, even while he's learning of being comfortable in the ring. That is something that the younger guys, the younger girls, they see that level of comfort, that level of ease with what you're doing, even when you're in a process where you're still trying to pick things up and you don't know everything because you never will. But as, as you have that comfort level, that, that is then comforting to these others of like, oh, I, see, I don't have to panic and do this. I can, I can be comfortable in what I know and work at what I don't know. And to me, that is when everybody grows. You know, um, everybody learns in this business all the time, and it's, it's really a, a little bit based. Your growth is a lot in some ways based on what's around you. I was extremely lucky when I came to WWF. Uh, to learn, you know, I, I, every night I was working with Bret Hart or Razor Ramon or One Two Three Kid or Shawn Michaels or, uh, you know, any number of the amazing talent that were here at that time. You couldn't help but get better, you know, hmm. and that you're trying to create some of that environment for these guys where there's some experience level and everybody's learning still, but yet they're getting that experience and that learning. And, and that's, um, that's the ultimate goal. So a guy like Bobby, a guy like Shinsuke with all that experience while they're learning to produce TV, then they're teaching all these other talent, whether they know it or not. That's awesome. Uh, WrestleMania, what does it still mean to you? I guess simply, what does it still mean to you to get into the ring yourself uh, this, this time of year at WrestleMania? It means I don't have a second to myself for like the last three months before WrestleMania. <laughs> my, my calendar is laid out by the minute for every single moment of the day. And I don't know that there's a line on there that says sleep anywhere. I'm looking for it. But, um, you know, it, but it, man, it's hard to even put in a words to walk out on that platform at that level if you've never done it or you've never experienced it as a talent, there's there's nothing greater. Like performing in front of our fans, WWE fans, whether positively, negatively, whatever, there's the most passionate fans I feel like in the world. Just, just go online and look, <laughs> post anything. The, the, the arguments for and against will be mind-boggling, but the passion level is there with everyone, and it's awesome. And man, to, to, to be a part of that, you know, there, I was in, in a situation where, you know, Seth Rollins was in last year at a point in time in my career when, uh, when I tore my quad and I missed, uh, the WrestleMania in Detroit. And like, I had to go up to gorilla position on my crutches and I, I, I didn't want to watch it on a monitor. I, but for the open of that show, I, I stood in the curtain with my head hanging out the curtain so I can feel that crowd. It just, it, man, it's, it's an addiction. And when it's inside of you, I, I said it this week on, on TV and character, you know, like it's an addiction, man. And when it's in you, you just, 
it's, it's something that you want to continue to have. Um, and if you have the opportunity to, and even in some small way, enjoy part of that. Um, and to me, that's what's awesome. When you talk about WrestleMania week, you look back at Hall of Fame in the beginning of the week on the Friday, and you know it's one of the coolest nights of the year because there's all these performers that get to have that moment back on that stage. I look at Kurt, or I look at the Rock and Roll Express, or even Beth Phoenix, Teddy Long. Like how DDP? How often are they going to get that opportunity to stand in front of a crowd like that and have them go crazy and entertain again? And um, you know, be acknowledged for their careers and all of that stuff. I wish we could put everybody in all at once sometimes, but like we can't. And, and you do it year by year. But the opportunity for them to to be a part of that once again and to feel that is is just it's, it's amazing. Great, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, guys, we are at the last caller. Next, we move to Jason Powell with ProWrestling.net. Hey, Paul, I wanted to ask you about Jason. Jack Cassius Ono returning to NXT. A guy was released at one point, and I'm kind of curious what changed. Are there different expectations of him now than there were previously? Well, you know, so the system isn't for everybody. And look, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of speculation about when he left the first time, most most of which are not true and not factors. Um, I said it at the time, I said it to him, if you – Come in here, and and when when he left, it was very amicable. He and I had a, a, very, a like a really nice conversation about it. And I said, look, if it, if this doesn't work, uh, no hard feelings, man. You go about your business, go about our business. But here's the thing: if you want to look at what you were doing before as playing for the Jets, we're the Patriots. And I'm not picking a team for any reason here, so don't go crazy if you're a football fan. Uh, but we we just need you to run our playbook, right? I'm not I'm not arguing that the Jets playbook isn't good. Might be great. You might know all their plays, but you're on the Patriots now. I need you to play the Patriots playbook, and I need you to be on our team, and I need you to be open to that, if nothing else. And um, it, would, it was just difficulties there. Not 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 mean spirited. Not um, not in a, ter- in a terrible way. Just an inability to 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 work together. Um, and he left and. Great, and I was happy to see what he did and his success on the outside and all that. You know, um, you fast forward to now. We had conversations about wanting the opportunity again. I, I, I we'd had conversations about look on his end, like, man, I realized after I left all the things that you guys were telling me that I thought like oh, I know better than that. Then I went and applied outside and like a year later I looked at myself and like I do all the things they were talking to me about doing I don't know why I couldn't do it there you know what I mean and, and so we started to have conversations and the timing was right and we got back together and we'll see where it goes um you know I'm all about opportunities and it was handled the entire way was handled in a great way um it's not, it's not going to be the, the system's not going to be for everybody and it's it's not the only place so um it is what it is. I'm happy he's back. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think, um, like everybody, he's going to learn and, and uh, grow, and we'll continue to work together. But like I mentioned before, wealth of experience, wealth of um, that comfortableness, the, the things that he can teach a guy. You Take a Patrick Clark that was mentioned before. Take a guy at his level of experience. You put him in the ring with a Cassius Ono, the, the 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 experience level and what the knowledge level is 
transfers from one guy to another as they're in there, you know, putting on the show together. And that's where it becomes magical. Do they, does Cassius know everything? No, but he, the things he does know, he's going to help transfer to Patrick and move him up that line of experience and comfort. And that's really what it's all about. And and a guy like him brings a wealth of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have him. I'm happy to have him here. We've had other talent that leave. We'll have other talent that will come back. We'll have uh, talent that will be on Raw over the next year, you know, few years, I believe. Raw, SmackDown, whatever, that will boil down into NXT. And I hate to even say down. They will just, you know, they'll shift just very much like they will, I think, over the course of time, shift back and forth between Raw and SmackDown, maybe. They're going to begin to shift back and forth here or there, and then they're going to go over to NXT for a little while, and they're going to sit there for a little while, and they're going to share that experience and that knowledge and, and have that opportunity. Maybe they go to the U.K., Maybe they go someplace else, right? But it's it's a shifting, evolving place that can then lead them back to where they were before, or or not. You know what I mean? Like, but there are opportunities there uh, for everybody, and I think that's the magic about what we're creating. And I, I, it's hard to say because I'm not like giving you all the facts, but we're just we're just picking at the surface to me of where we're going to be five years from now. We've redefined what the WWE is over the course of the last couple of years. It's not what it was. It's not raw. Uh, and it's just this one show. Now all of a sudden it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT. But it's also Cruiserweights, 205 Live. It's also UK talent with very soon. Um, it's uh, th- th- all these different opportunities. That has redefined what WWE is just in the last couple of years. And I, I'm, we're just we're just picking at the surface of where it will be five years from now. So I'm, I'm very excited about all of it. And, and people like Akashis Ono and... and the talent that are out there that have experience or don't are all a big key component to that. Because after all, at the end of the day, talent is where, what we are, you know? Very good. Also, uh, any update as far as NXT television potentially airing live on the network more often, just the, the weekly television show. Uh, you mean as far as, I'm sorry, it, it airing live as opposed to taped? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, look, with the, those conversations happen as well. Um, it's, uh, it's, it, it comes down to a matter of cost and a matter of, um, bandwidth production wise and everything else. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like right now, if I had to do raw live SmackDown live and then run down to Florida to do, uh, take over, I mean, uh, NXT live, uh, not leaving me a whole lot of time to do the rest of my job. So like it just, it becomes, it starts to become, uh, just a bandwidth issue, but it's it's a conversation that happens. You know, for certainly we talk about it, and and uh, we're never going to say this is what it is, and uh, and just get used to it because that's what it is. Going to be the same that way. It's going to be that way forever. No, it's it. We are constantly looking at it. Vince uh, has a saying here: look at every day like it's the first day on the job, and um, he's kind of ingrained that in everybody. And I think it's a very wise thing. He's he's. He's ingrained a lot of wise things into us, and that's one of them is look at it like first day in the job. You want to come in every day and say, you know, we do it this way, but is this the best way to do it? Or is just this how we've always done it, you know? Um, and I try to embrace that, whether it's, you know, that component of, a, of should this be live, should it be taped, should it be this, should it be that, right? You, you just look at it all the time and, and see where it fits best. Well, great. Thanks for the time. Thank you. All right, guys, that wraps up our takeover conference call. Thanks, as always, for everyone for joining us. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, Exciting week with WrestleMania coming up. Hopefully, um, 
I'll be running around as everybody will be out there. But if I run into any of you, please uh, stop and say hello. The Performance Center is there. We're going to be running events there a lot. I open it up since a lot of you will be in town, um, as I've done before. I open it up if anybody wants to come and check it out and see and see what we're doing. And, and uh, if it doesn't work for you at WrestleMania, it's open at any other time for you. So please let us know. Thank you very much, and um, we'll see you at WrestleMania. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.